Uno mai, haere mai, kia ora, and welcome to a brand new year of the Shaw Vineyard Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, and it is a pleasure and a delight to welcome you to 2019. Hey, uh, in January of 2019, we're actually doing something a bit different than we were this time last year. We've got two services every Sunday throughout January with environments for kids up to age 14 at 10 a.m. and kids up to 10 at the 5 p.m. service. So you can bring your whole family to either service. And it's worth noting that it's a five o'clock service in the afternoon, not six o'clock like it used to. To be. Hey, real quick before we jump into the message, don't miss our annual church camp out coming up the first weekend of March up in Parkery. You can book your spot right now by heading to svc.org.nz and just click on the What's On button to find our camp out. With that, let's get into the message from this past Sunday. So uh, DG's um, shared some of our January strategy, if you like. So through January, we're meeting at 10 and 5 for an hour, uh, 10 to 11, 5 to 6, doing some stuff after night uh, service and, and uh, really looking forward to getting into it. Roughly, we're having this really loose theme. You, you may not actually hear these words, but the loose theme of hopes and dreams, taking advantage of the beginning of a year to share some thoughts um, that come to four different speakers who will speak through January, both in the morning and the night service. I get to kick things off. Very pleased to be able to do so. Um, And we have a children's program both in our morning and our night um, so that if you are um, unable to come in the morning, hopefully you'll be able to come at night and to be able to explore um, what the night service looks like. And so we're very much looking forward to hopefully mixing up and mingling a little bit of our congregation, our two congregations, our two services as we go. So we are though in a new year, aren't we? I don't know if any of you guys saw this, um, but this was the Sky Tower. It could be of any year, I guess, for the last 20 years, but it was um, this year, uh, just on the stroke of midnight, New Year's resolution time, isn't it? Did anyone make any New Year's resolutions? Anyone allowed to admit? Bethy, are you willing to tell us? Or? Oh, that's so good. How fantastic, devotions every day. Anybody else? Any, anybody? I'm not sure whether New Year's resolutions are as big a thing as they used to be. Anybody? In, anybody? What, you what? Clearly not. <laughs> oh, yes, although having, having just jumped Bethy sort of thing, you know, possibly there's nobody else wants to. Anybody ever made a New Year's resolution that's changed your life? Any? You know, kind of anybody done something and said, you know, at the, at the beginning of the year, I'm going to change something and that's really changed your life. Actually, there's a few. Nadine? Yeah, um, learning a third language. Learning a, th- a third language. A, th- a third language. Man, and so, and it changed your life. What was the third language? Um, uh, Maori. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. How, how, how fluent are you now? No, not at all. No, oh, so, oh, so this, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so this is the beginning of the thing. Um, oh, Wow, isn't that fantastic? How long have you been in New Zealand for? Two years. Two years. Isn't that amazing? What a fantastic thing to do. Anyone else got any, any things that they've done, thought, changed your life along the way? It's not a trick question. It's just, uh, just okay. I'm not a, really a New Year's resolution person myself. Um, I'm not even really a goal setter, but I do love a new year. Um, there's something about a year. I think it's just the perfect 
band of time that you can actually you can think about a you know a significant chunk of a year but as you know I guess as you get older and stuff the years go by very quickly so before you know it, you'll be at the end of the year we understand that but you do know that you're going to during this year you're going to have I don't know uh, ups and downs you're going to have some times that are just you know the best of times and perhaps the hardest of times and if we would look back on previous years we would be aware of that fact and so I like the sense of being able to be a little proactive as we walk into a new year and so I'm, I'm and I've enjoyed the sort of the the process of thinking through well, what should I talk about at the beginning of a year if we were to ask some questions we might think of ourselves so what could I expect in 2019 as we might I guess in any given year if we're that way inclined to think about a year and I've been thinking a lot this year about the life of this guy who's um, the Apostle Peter Peter, um, who we will know at least in some of his stories, we're going to have a bit of a look at this morning. This is a famous painting by the Spanish painter El Greco um, of Peter. Um, Peter, who's known as the Rock, man, Jesus nicknamed that. And what I'm going to do today, for the sake of today's exercise, I'm going to I'm going to compress Peter's three years of Jesus, and I'm going to make believe that they all happen in one year. And I'm going, to, I'm going to pick out some things that happened in Peter's three years with Jesus that I think might happen in our one year with Jesus in 2019. And I'm hoping if I'm skillful enough to pull together some of those things that it might be a meaningful start to our 2019. Some of the things that we might be able to expect as we head into 2019 along with the Apostle Peter. So grab your Bibles. We have quite a few scriptures. You can flick with it or you can, um, or you can just, uh, I don't know, go with me as I go along the way. But I got some thoughts that I think that we could expect as we go towards a 2019. And the first is this. I think this year we are bound to have some moments of revelation. And we should ask God for moments of revelation. We should look for some moments of revelation because I think that God will want to give us some along the way. So some of the stories of Peter, and you might be able to think of them yourself. There's this amazing story in John 6 where Peter, where Jesus says to Peter, so there's been, there's been a little bit of a crisis happening in the, in the disciple or the following camp, and a lot of followers leave Jesus. And, and, and they're going away. And Peter and Jesus says, and it seems somewhat sadly, he says to everybody, his, his, his core disciples, he says, are, are you going to leave me as well? It's, it's an incredible, vulnerable question, I think, that Jesus makes. And Peter, almost it seems to me out of nowhere, out of, he didn't even know that it was there within him, says this, he says, Lord, though, to whom shall we go? For you have the words of eternal life. It's a moment of revelation that Peter has that he may not have been able to sort of even put together in a conversation, but somewhere out of his inner being, it's like, but Jesus, you have the words of eternal life. Surely we would want to be with you. Another story a little bit similar to that is this is a, another conversation between Jesus and Peter. Jesus says, you know, kind of, so who do people say I am? You know, I'm doing all these things. Who do people say I am? And um, people say, oh, you know, some think you're Elijah, some people think you're Moses, some people you think you're another prophet. And Jesus says, yeah, but who do you say I am? Really important question. And Peter, out of revelation, really says, you are the Christ. This is who you are. You're the Christ, the son of the living God. And, he, and, and it feels like a, almost a pin drop moment. Oh, that's who you are. All of these things are taking place, but we've discovered you are the Christ. 
And I think in 2019, Jesus would want to reveal himself. Another great revelation that, um, that Peter had is, um, is at the end of John. And Jesus has died and he's resurrected and he comes back. And um, Peter's out fishing and it says, uh, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, I was on the beach, Peter's out in the boat, he put on his outer garment for he was stripped for work and he threw himself into the sea. I love that sort of action that follows the revelation of the fact that Jesus had a way of being around where Jesus was. And from time to time stumbling and from time to time, I don't know, by direct revelation and from time to time, just because he was with a great teacher or whatever is the combination of those things finding something that was life-changing. And I think we can ask God for that. Maybe we would struggle to ask for him in this moment, but surely in 2019, we could have an opportunity to have God revealed to himself. So one of the great revelations for me in 2018, and 2018 is not gonna cut it in 2019 as we've already talked about this morning, but nevertheless, a, a revelation for me, I'm standing right there as I tend to do obviously in worship, tend to be at the front, tend to be on this side, all of that sort of thing. And, and just this thought with power drops into my mind from God, I am eternal. I am eternal. I know that God's eternal. You know, I've known that he's eternal, whatever eternal means, but it's like all of a sudden I am eternal and everything that you face is small by comparison. It wasn't a put down, it was, a, it was, a, it was an encouragement and a lift up. A little revelation of who and what God is. A, you know, I can't preach that. I don't, I don't expect that to go, wow, by you. But I look back on 2018, it's like that was a wow moment of God. And Peter had these revelations, and I think, um, I think we can expect it. So God, would you come and reveal yourself to us in 2019? What else can we expect if we follow Peter? Well, well I can think we can expect moments of failure. I think there are going to be times this year where we don't maybe live up to the things that we might expect. Sort of, we're all kind of blue-eyed and bushy-tailed about the year ahead, and we're all, you know, kind of we're still, you know, full of uh, New Year's resolutions or what it might be, and have the sense we know that there'll be times where we struggle in this year. Peter struggled, didn't he? At times, there's this great time where he's on, oh, he's on the mountain with Jesus, and and um, there's this sort of surreal encounter with Moses and Elijah, and, and Peter announces in Luke nine that he says, "It's good that we're all here. You know, let's build some tents on this mountain. Let's keep you here. Let's be here. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah." And it says, "Not knowing what he said." You know, this Peter who could say, "You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God," could blurt out and say something he didn't even have a clue what he's saying along the way. This was Peter, moment of failure. I'm sure he felt that. Or, or, or we know this one, don't we? Though they fall away, you know, kind of, though all of these people, you know, kind of all of the rest of Shore Vineyard, Jesus are going to fall away somewhere. They're all going to fail. I'm not going to fail. Because although they fall away because of you, I will never fall away, you know, because I'm Vic Francis, because I'm Peter, you know, I'm the rock. And Jesus looks at him I and mean, sort of what a, what a, what a um, piercing moment. And he says, truly, I tell you, this very night before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. We all know of the denial of Peter. And it's a powerful, painful failure, I guess. Uh, John 21, Peter says, Jesus is gone. I'm going fishing. Yeah, I'm going back to what I knew before. You know, sort of it wasn't as solid as I thought it was in the sense of failure. And I think the thing we can learn from Peter way back when and during his three years compressed into one year for our 2019 is failure will happen this year. There will be times when we disappoint ourselves. There'll be times when we disappoint those around us. I'm not sure actually that there'll be that many times when we disappoint God, but there will be times when we feel like we've disappointed God and there's a big difference, an important one for us to work through. 
There'll be times where we fail. There'll be times where we feel like we fail. But what we need to know in the beginning of 2019, I think, is that God will be with us in our failures. He will not leave us in our failures, and he will work with us through our failures into seeing something that's much greater than we could ever believe. So we'll have moments of failure. What else will we have? We'll have moments, I think, of questioning. You know, perhaps one of the things that, that I feel like I've grown up in the most over, you know, over decades of being a Christian, decades of being a leader, I guess, is from going from you know, no questions allowed to all sorts of questions allowed. I, I love the freedom that I think we should have to ask questions. I don't understand that. I don't get that. I don't figure that. You know, kind of, but does God really mean this? And what's the. I, I actually think security allows us to ask more questions than sometimes in church we're invited to. So Peter asks questions. Here's a great question of Peter, Matthew 18, 21. Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Seven times? And we know the answer, and Jesus says, oh, no, not seven times, but 70 times, seven times. You know, so Peter's coming out of this thing of, you know, a life for a life, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, all of these sorts of things. And he's saying, but hold on a second, do we have to start forgiving people? Or do we have to, you know, where does that fit in? And he says this thing, it's like, you know, not only am I going to have to, you know, my, my annoying neighbor, am I going to have to forgive him or her seven times, but I'm going to have to forgive them 490 times. I'm going to have to forgive them over and over and over again. What an amazing question. What a, but, it, but it's not, I mean, it's, it's obvious because we know that Jesus said that, but it's not obvious in our lives, is it? Because it's like, it's hard to forgive. It's, we, we go through something of a process that says, I don't know whether I want to forgive. So it's hard to forgive. Or what about this one? Um, we, we have left everything, he said, and followed you. What then will we have? You know, what an amazing question that, that, that Peter, don't, do we understand, don't we understand this? that sometimes it feels like, well, well, we've made these decisions to follow Jesus. We've, we're, we're the ones who have, have um, you know, kind of made the sacrifice, but it feels like having burnt our bridges, having cut our ties, having, having made our stakes in the ground and all of those sorts of things, it feels like all of a sudden I'm not sure whether there's anything left or there's anything going to, they're going to follow me through here. And Peter faced this and Jesus was able to gently and have a read in Matthew 19 of leading him through the promise of eternity, the promise of, of what is to come. And Jesus took him through those questions, but the questions were real and questions are allowed and able to be asked. What other questions did he do? Lord, if it is you, command me to come on the water and to walk with you on the water. I, I love it. Lord, if it is you, that's a great question to ask for 2019. You know, you don't have to be so rock solid. You know, so you don't have to be so, you know, kind of, I just know this, I know this, I know this. We can go through this process and we can ask those questions. You know, I've, I've shared it before, but I, I, I questioned the Old Testament for four years and I read it four times in four years. And through that process, I, I was... I came through that process, maybe not completely, but through the process. But, but the freedom to question was an incredibly helpful thing. And so questions are good. And answers may be difficult to come across along the way, but questions are good because God is good and he will walk us with those. And then finally, I think, something that we need to be able to think about and, and to expect are moments of encounter. 
And in a moment, I'm going to ask you, in a few moments, I'm going to ask you to stand and I'm going to invite you. We've got lots of people who are still on the beach, so there's lots of space. I'm going to ask every single one of you to come up the front. Why am I going to ask you to do that? You don't have to come, but it's not like if you feel like it and you probably don't feel like it, and if you, you know, but you cannot, it's going to be come, come. Because we all need moments of encounter. These are different from moments of revelation because a moment of revelation is a head thing. But a moment, of, a moment of encounter is something that takes place and transforms our heart. So there's a great story of Peter and Matthew um, when it's the Mount of Transfiguration. And, and so he does this thing and Moses and Elijah appear and all of this sort of takes place. And then the voice of God speaks. And God says, like at Jesus' baptism, he says, you know, this is my own dear son, uh, listen to him. And, and, and is it four of them, Peter, James, Andrew, and John, fall to their faces in fear because God has spoken out of that. And Jesus walks along, and in, um, whereas in Matthew 17, 7, on, he says this, he says, rise and have no fear. I mean, who here needs an encounter with Jesus like that? You know, to have the sense of, you know, who here lives in fear? Well, for Jesus to come and encounter you in that way and say, rise and have no fear. What an incredible change. What an incredible development that would be. Or what about the idea of Jesus walking along and um, you've, you're mending your fishing nets or something like that. And he says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And what about after three years of, of success and failure and questions and, and, and revelations and, and um, encounters and, and having ultimately failed Jesus, it seems, and then gone fishing and then Jesus reappearing and Jesus coming to you again, John 21, 19, and saying, follow me, Peter. Follow me, the invitation to follow me at the beginning and at the end of those three-year times. What about John 21 when he says, you know, do you love me, Peter? Do you love me, Peter? Do you love me, Peter? Feed my sheep, feed my lambs. The invitation to an encounter of God. And, you know, one of the things that, I've, that, that I agonize over, to be honest, one of the things that I struggle the most is why do so many people not make it? Why do so many people not end up, you know, the things that we thought were so real, the things we thought were so powerful and strong. And I used to think if only we could understand the Bible more, if only I could teach better, if only I could inspire people more. And I'm sure all of those things are really important and really true. But we have to have encounters with the living God. We have to have encounters that are life-transforming with Jesus. And an encounter with Jesus will, will, will make a whole lot of things that don't make sense make sense, or the fact that they still don't make sense will allow us to be able to work, work our way through them. And so Peter had encounters with God, not just revelations of God, but encounters with God in the midst of his failures, in the midst of his, midst of his questions. And in 2019, we need plenty of encounters with God. And we quite often, don't we, we say, well, you know, kind of look, come up if you feel like you... And we're a reluctant people, so I'm going to invite you all to come up so that you get used to the front of the church. And it's not that the front of the church is particularly magic or anything like that, but it is a, a sign perhaps of an openness to an encounter with Jesus that would be life-transforming in 2019. Because I think you know we might not be able to believe for an encounter today because we might be questioning or we might be failing today or we might be still wanting a revelation or something like that. But I think in 2019, we could believe that over a year that we could encounter him and that he would want to encounter us. I think that's a really important thing. And despite all 
offers ups and downs, you know, with Peter. Sometimes he was solid as a rock. And sometimes, to be honest, he was just rocky. You know, his, his whole life was shaky. It was rocky. Peter became. He became the rock. Jesus called him Cephas. It was Aramaic for rock. You know, Petros, Greek for rock. Uh, in Matthew 16, 18, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He's the first Catholic pope. The Catholics would, would claim him as that. It's said in church history. Eusebius, who wrote um, the history, not of the church, but the history of the first historian, really, said that Peter was crucified in Rome upside down. Ultimately, this Peter, who denied Jesus three times, would be crucified upside down at his own request because he didn't want to have the same crucifixion or same death as Jesus had. Um, he would... Uh, he would um, go on to write two of the New Testament epistles. And all of this through revelations, yeah, through failures, definitely, through questions, lots of questions, and through encounters with God. And as we look at 2019, hopes and dreams, start of the year, New Year's resolutions, ideas of what may lie ahead of us, the unknowns, the expected, all of the things that we have, I think we too can believe those things. So would you stand with me. And would you come? Let's come forward and let's invite God. If you're visiting and this is just not what you do, then that's absolutely fine. But but let's come forward. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna twist or manipulate anything as we go, but we're just gonna ask Thanks for that. Sound desk men, you can come as well. If it all falls over now, doesn't matter. <laughs> so come on up. Just come, just come, you know, a little close. So this is what I felt like God said. And this is what I'm gonna pray for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray about our encounters and our failures and those sorts of things, just brush briefly, but I felt like God said that we should that, sh- that we should get you forward and we should ask him for a theme that he would give you a theme for the year. So let me just tell you quickly about my theme for the year. My theme for the year is pilgrimage. In fact, it's really probably been my theme for the last 18 months. But it's, but it's honed a little over time. So some of you will know that a um, couple of years ago now, 18 months ago, Fran and I and some others from church, and we, we went and walked a pilgrim walk in Spain. But, but it didn't really, this is the, the universal um, pilgrim's symbol the scallop shell and that's what we wore on our packs as we were walking in Spain but it was a pilgrim walk and we got to the destination and, and it, was a, it was a wonderful time but not a powerful time for, for me in terms of my relationship with Jesus, that didn't matter I thoroughly enjoyed it, it was a great thing to do but you know last year 2018 I went on a six day silent retreat and, um, and, and God started to speak to me about pilgrimage so, you know, you're talking 12 months after the first walk. Isn't God great when he does things like that? And I started rewriting at the, I don't know, the direction of my spiritual director or the encouragement of my spiritual director of that week, rewriting the Lord's Prayer. And I, I signed off all of my rewritings of the Lord's Prayer, your pilgrim friend. It was from Jesus to me. Your pilgrim friend. Or from me to Jesus. Your pilgrim friend. 
and it's become a very powerful thought. And when you have a theme that's coursing through your veins or when it's in your mind, I don't know, when you're going for a walk on the beach, you're thinking a little bit about pilgrimage. When something, you know, when something goes really well, you're thinking about pilgrimage. When something goes really you know, difficult and, and, and hard, you're thinking about the theme. You know, you put it into, oh, I wonder what that is in pilgrimage. You know, there's a, there's a sort of sense, there's a journey taking place. There's a, there's a sense that there's a beginning and you're heading somewhere that God has you in hand. But, but you, I, I can't make that a, a, a point of my message and say, you know, we all need to be on pilgrimage this year. I guess I could. But wouldn't it be great if God, even this morning, could just put a word into your mind or a phrase or an idea into your mind if you're visiting with us this morning, maybe he brought you here for this moment. But a word, but an idea, a theme, that would be my theme for 2019. So let's just spend a few moments in prayer. And I, I can't magic this one. We just have to invite the Spirit of God to come. So Jesus, would you come? And Lord, I just, I, I just begin with these thoughts from Peter. Lord, we just we ask you for moments of revelation. Lord, in 2019, we may feel far from you or close to you. We may feel like we're smart or dumb or, or whatever. But Lord, would you reveal yourself to us in 2019? And Lord, we recognize that this year we're going to have moments of failure. And we, we sort of we even bring our fears of that, or we bring our humiliations, embarrassments, even our failures of the past. Well, we're very broken in lots of ways. We're very hurting in lots of ways. There's many times probably where we've denied you or some sort of version of that. And yet we recognize your love and forgiveness. We recognize it's probably going to happen again. We can't just say, I'll never fail you again. It probably we will. But we do know that you're going to be with us and we invite you to be with us in failure in 2019. Lord, we bring to you our questions. And Lord, if we're really honest, we will all know and we will all have them. Why, Lord? Why didn't it? Why did it? Where were you? What does that mean? How does that work? I thought that. I thought you said that, God, but you didn't. Show me something bigger, Lord. Lord, we bring our questions to you. And Lord, we feel a freedom to live in them and to work through them. And we invite them in a sense, knowing that you're good and knowing that you have the answers. And Lord, we ask you for encounters. And that's why we're at the front rather artificially. But, but Lord, in this place, but also in every other place, Lord, could we encounter you this year? You know, would you, would you arrest us? meet us, touch us? You know, could we feel you physically? Could we, could we grow close to you? Lord, we, we, we invite your presence, Lord God, to make a difference in 2019. And we may feel you all over us now, but whether we do or whether we don't, we commit 2019 would be a year that we would encounter you in a whole new way. So we commit these things to you. And Lord, now more you know, from a sense of your call rather than a sense of the message. Lord, I, I just pray that you, right around our congregation here this morning, that you would just drop a theme. 
for this stage of our life, maybe this year, maybe this week or month, maybe the next season of our life, whatever that is, or certainly the next season of our life. What would you like us to think about, cogitate, process, be aware of? What, what, what is it for me, God, that you would like me to be thinking about in April? stormy nights in July daylight saving in September Christmas Eve this year and through into the 2020 fireworks off the sky tower 2019 so just listen just see if anything comes to mind and you know you you don't have to claim it or name it or anything like that but whatever comes to mind just start thinking that through you might cast it out by the end of the day but but it may be something meaningful and powerful so God would you come Thanks so much for listening today. Hey, before you jump into the next podcast in the queue, just a quick reminder, did you know that we host all of our messages on Facebook Live every Sunday? So if you're away for the summer holidays or if you maybe listen from outside of Auckland or even outside of New Zealand, you can always catch us live every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. New Zealand Daylight Savings Time or on demand, of course, whenever best suits you. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash shorevineyard. So you can track that out there, facebook.com slash shorevineyard. With that, have a great week. I hope to see you next Sunday in person at church, either 10 a.m. or 5 p.m. throughout January or, of course, right back here on the podcast. 